Blog Talk Radio.
Of the true Israelites with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Hallelujah. Radio. Worldwide international radio broadcast is now on the air. I'll be your host, by name, your seer, Israel, O.C. Royal. We're doing a series called Revealing the Number of the Beast, 666, Son of Edition, part number 41. And we just gonna get right off into the broadcast. We got a memo saying our elder that can give you all the commentary of the broadcast. We'll be a few minutes late. So we're gonna get something going on top part of the Sabbath I mean not top part of the Sabbath day, take number forty one. And we're gonna see who come who coming on stage for the next episode will be the lead teacher out of Camp One, our elder. God our Israel. So Unique. Elder Yahdai Israel, loud voice, you say. Elder Yahdai Israel. Y'all probably be there, see you right here. God bless you, see Israel. I see you right here. Hallelujah. 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 We just can get something going on. Uh, Elder, he's being a little bit late to uh, later to give us a little details about. Who bring the broadcast on so I let him take care of all that at a time appointed. So we can be down the road by the time he come on the broadcast by looking at Luke chapter 12, verse 12. Hell, let's see if we can get something going on on tape 41 there. Come on. Book of Luke chapter 12, verse number 12 reads, For the righteous spirit shall teach you in the same hour. What you ought to say. Excellent. The righteous spirit do the teaching, no doubt about it. But we got so many memos that came in, and a lot of memos that still don't call us out. But we like to really know what do y'all believe. Well, it ain't about it, y'all. It's about us teaching this Bible. What do we believe? We believe in the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. We believe in the Bible. That's what we believe in. Matter of fact, Elder, let's um, take a little poke at that real quick. Let's look at Second Timothy chapter 3, what, 16 and 17, and if it's an 18, that's fine. Let's look at Second Timothy because, you know, they, they want to know what do the voices of the two Israelites believe in. We're not anti-anybody. We pulled 12 tribes of Israel to do what he gives us to do. So let's see what we believe 
Deuteronomy 3 and pick up verse 16. We'll, we'll keep going down to the end of it. Come on, Hilda, come on. The book of 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse number 16 and verse 17 reads. Book of 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse number 16. All scripture is given by inspiration of Yahweh and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Verse 17. That the man and woman of Yahweh may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Mm-hmm. So we we believe that all scriptures is given by inspiration of a four-letter man. All scriptures. I mean, every part of the book, we have to make sure we take a grab on that. Let's get a let's get a precept on that, Elder. Let's go to Ezekiel chapter. We'll get a precept on that. We're going to Ezekiel chapter two there, Elder. Wanna get a precept on seven down to verse ten. So what we believe in is all scriptures according to the Bible. And this is what we do when we on the clock. And Ezekiel chapter two. Seven down to verse 10. What we do there, The book of Ezekiel, chapter 2, verse number 7 through 10 reads, Ezekiel, chapter 2, verse 7, Thou shalt speak my words unto them, whether they were here or whether they were forbear, for they are most rebellious. Verse number 8, But thou, son of man, hear what I say unto thee, be not thou rebellious like the rebellious family. Open thy mouth. And eat that I give thee. Verse number nine. When I looked, behold, a hand was sent unto me, and lo, a roll of a book was therein. Verse number ten. He spread it for me, and it was within and without. And there was written therein lamentation, mourning and woe. Mm-hmm. So it had a trinity on it in verse ten: lamentation, mourning, and woe. So we believe you gotta eat all this, you gotta eat all everything in this book. So and for you to teach this book, you have to understand the order of the Bible. And we're going to ten verse one of the book of Revelation. It's really the end time prophecy. Remember when you look at Revelation chapter one, seventeen through nineteen and four one, John is writing end time prophecy. He's on the Isle of Patmos. And he's writing the end time prophecy. Now we're going to see exactly what was delivered to him in the tenth chapter, verse one down to verse seven. Let's talk about it here. Well, Revelation chapter ten, one down to verse seven. You on the clock? Come up. Book of Revelation chapter ten, verse number one through seven reads. Revelation chapter ten, verse number one. I saw another mighty angel coming down from heaven clothed with a cloud, and a rainbow was upon his head. His face was as it were the sun, and his feet as pillars of fire. Verse number two. He had in his hand a little book open, and he set his right foot on the sea, his left foot on the earth. Verse number three. And cried with a loud voice, as when a lion roared. And when he had cried, seven thunders uttered their voices. Verse number four. And when the seven thunders had uttered their voices, I was about to write, and I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, Seal up those things which the seven thunders utter, 
and write them not. Verse number five. And the angel which I saw stand upon the sea and upon the earth, lifted up his hand to heaven. Verse six. And swear by him that liveth forever and ever, who created heaven and the thing that therein are, and the earth, and the thing that therein are, and the sea, and the things which are therein, that there should be time no longer. Verse number seven. But in the days of the voice of the seven angels, when he shall begin to sound, the mystery of Yahweh should be finished, as he has declared to his servants, the seers. Yeah. So the mystery of the seven angels sound, which he has already declared to his servants, the seers. So who know exactly about what time and what we're in right now? Yahweh just told you from the mouth of John, his servant, the seer. They know exactly what time it is by watching things from the pages of the book. And what we believe is plainly because we know that in Genesis chapter 49, verse 1, it has to be a movement made according to Genesis 49, verse 1, 8 down to verse 10. Let's find out how the movement going to be and who you going to be listening to in, in these days according to the scripture. Let's see what we can read in Genesis 49, verse 1, 8 down to verse 10. The elder, come on. The book of Genesis, chapter 49, verse number 1. Verse number 8 through 10 reads, Book of Genesis 49, verse number 1. And Israel called unto his sons and said, Gather yourself together, that I may tell you that we shall be far in the last days. Jacob called unto his sons. Verse number 8. Judah, Yachdah, Judah, thou art he whom thy brethren shall praise. Thy, thy, thy hand shall be in the neck of thy enemies. Thy father's children shall bow down before thee. Verse number 9. Judah is a lion's whip from the prey, my son. They are going up. He stooped down. He couched as a lion, as an old lion who shall rouse him up. Verse number 10. The scepter shall depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver, nor instruction giver from between his feet, until Shiloh come, and unto him shall the gathering of the people be. Uh-huh. So Judah spoke the whole round until Shiloh, which is a which is a clue word for Yahweh the Son come. So the one that's going to be doing all the talking right now, if you're going to stay in the Bible, will be Judah. Judah's the one that's going to do the talking right now. And we will look at it in the book of Hebrews, chapter 7, verse 13 and 14. See, so right now, if you're going to read the Bible, we're supposed to be doing the talking right now, the Word of the Almighty would not pass from the bloodline of Judah until the return of YHWH does come. But there it is right there, see, right here. So what would you say to ever come out? The book of Hebrews, the book of the Israelites, chapter 7, verse number 13 and verse 14 reads, the book of Hebrews 7, verse 13. For he whom these things are spoken pertaineth to another tribe, 
which no man giveth attendance at the altar. Verse 14, for it is evident that our Yahweh sprang out of Judah, of which tribe Moses spake nothing concerning priesthood. Mm-hmm. So it was prophesied by Moses, telling you about who will take over the priesthood and time to come. But Moses mentioned nothing about it, but he did mention something about it. Let's find out exactly what Moses said, but remember one thing. You can hear things as a novel, or you can hear it spiritually. Let's see that Moses talk about a priesthood, or what did he say in a mystery. Let's back up the 33rd chapter of Deuteronomy. Look at verse 1 and 7. Deuteronomy 33, verse 1 and 7. Book of Deuteronomy chapter 3. Verse number one, verse number seven reads, Book of Deuteronomy chapter 33, verse seven. This is the blessing where with Moses, and the Yahweh, blessed the children, family of Israel before his death. Verse seven, this is the blessing of Yahweh Judah. And he said, Hear Yahweh, the voice of Yahweh Judah, and bring him unto his people, that his hand be sufficient for him, be thou a help to him. From his enemies. Mm-hmm. So the prophesied Judah was going to be the one in time to come that would have to take the lead to go to his people. Now, who is Judah? Let's find out who Judah is in Exodus chapter 1. We're going to find out exactly who's going to get the birth record and the birth certificate of who Judah is according to the birth certificate. In the book, um, Exodus chapter 1, and we just will stop when we find out who Judah is. Let's pick up at Exodus chapter 1, 1, and we'll read down and see if we find out who is Judah by birthright. Come on. The book of Exodus chapter 1, verse number 1 reads, Now these are the names of the family of Israel, which came into Egypt, every man in his household. Family came with Jacob. Verse number two, Reuben, Simeon, Levi, and Judah. So there's right there. There go his, there go his birth certificate, and that was Israel, they, his, their father. So Judah's name is Judah Israel. That is the one that's supposed to be identified to lead the way according to the day. Whoever Paul be talking now, he must come out of the Israelites and the only Israelite mouth will be gone is Judah. That's why it's very important to understand something. Judah is the lead tribe. Judah is the one that the Almighty gonna acknowledge first. Let's go to let's go to the book of um, David was talking about it in the 60th chapter there, and he made a statement and a comparison in 60 verse number 7. See, right now, we, we need to know one thing. The Bible got all the truth in it. It's up to you to believe the Bible, not that one-eyed faith. Let's see what we read in Psalm chapter 60 verse number 7 there, the book of Psalms, chapter 60, 
Verse number seven reads, Gilead is mine, Manasseh is mine, Ephraim also is the strength of my head, Judah is my Torah instruction giver, law giver. The one that gave the law will be Judah. Judah is the one that's prophesied to give the law. So everything come out the law, and we're going to show you how the other people miss the word called the law. Judah is the one supposed to, who you believe? You believe Judah. Why? Because we just read by the mouth of David that Judah will be the lawgiver. Now we're going to 78. I'll sound the elder. And we're going to get a precept on that in 78 and find out who do he love. When it comes down to who he loves, he make a separation. Let's read who do the Almighty love first. We're going to 78, and we'll look at verse number 68. What it says in 78, 68, J.O. The book of Psalms, chapter 78, verse number 68 reads, But chose the tribe of Judah, the mount of Judah, which he loved. So now, you clear that according to David's mouth, and David and the 20, we're not reading second Samuel 23, 1, 2, and 3. David spoke from the mouth of the angel that received it from the son, that the son received it from the father. 108, let's get another witness. 108, verse 8, the hell, a son. Book of Psalms 108. Verse number 8 reads, Psalms chapter 108, verse number 8. Gilead is mine. Manasseh is mine. Ephraim also is the strength of my head. Yahweh Judah is my lawgiver, Torah instruction giver. So the one that gives the law, again, it will be Judah. So if anybody tell you about the law, Evidently, it's going to be shown soundly that they're going to twist the law. They're going to tell you the law is done away with. They ain't got to keep the law no more. But who are you going to be hearing it from? You'll be hearing from other than Judah, the one that's led by this book. Now, we're going to get us um, 114 verse 2 in. Then our other just came in the room, so we just going to tell you all about the broadcast. And then we'll get right back on laying the law on what do we believe. It's a big old memo. We ain't going to call you out on what, what do we believe. We'll show you through the Bible what we believe. We believe in the Bible. That's what we believe in. So at 114 verse 2, and, and if you're going to a congregation, let's show you what congregation you're supposed to go to according to the Bible. Let's see what it says in 114 verse 2 there. The book of Psalms, chapter 114, verse number 2 reads, Book of Psalms 114, verse number 2. Yachad Judah was his sanctuary temple, and Israel his dominion. Mm-hmm. And, and let's get one more in. Let's go all to the end of the world. When John is just about closing his thing up. So Judah going to be the sanctuary. So Judah is the one to prepare you for what you're getting ready to read in 21 verse 10. 
We're going to pick up at 21, verse 10. We'll read to get our point. We're going to Revelation, end time prophecy, elders. And we're going to find out one thing. In 21, 10, it's a killer. Proudly, we're saying all said and done. So whatever ministry you in, when it's all said and done, let's see what the label that you carry right now, will that be in eternity up front? Let's we're going to find out by going to 21, and we're going to pick up the verse number 10. Let's pick up at 21, 10, we'll read down from there, y'all, to come out. The book of Revelation, chapter 21, verse number 10 reads, Book of Revelation 21, verse number 10. He carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me the great city, the righteous, Yahweh Judah, who do the word Jerusalem, sending out of heaven from Yahweh. Verse number 11. Having the greatness of Yahweh, and her light was like unto a stone most precious, even like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. Verse number 12. And had a wall great high, and had, have, and had twelve gates. And at the gates twelve minister spirit angels, names written thereon, which are the names of the twelve tribes of the family of Israel. Verse number 13. On the east, three gates. On the north, three gates. On the south, three gates. On the west, three gates. Verse 14. And the wall of the city had twelve foundations, and in them. The name of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. Verse number fifteen. Right there. So when it's all said and done, the whole world will have a rulership, and the rulership will be the twelve tribes of Israel. I don't see Baptists making it. I don't see Christian making it. I don't see Episcopalian making it. All the religious titles, they will not be running anything in eternity. That's why Judah must step to the plate. He must understand when it's all said and done that Judah will take it to the time of Yahweh the Son. And when it's all said and done, every place on the planet will be up under the 12 tribes of Israel. Three gates on the north, south, east, west. 12 tribes of Israel will cover the whole world, otherwise the whole globe. They will be running things. So if you're a Baptist, if you're a Catholic, whatever you are, whatever you is, five-star, six-star, when it's all said and done, Judah will turn over to Yahweh the Son. Yahweh the Son come here according to verse 14. The 12 foundation of the name of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. That's Yahweh the Son. So whatever you in today, it would not hold up in eternity. So you got to Come clean in your own mind and repent, because the time is at hand. And and they're going to rule with another end time prophecy, two twenty five to twenty nine. 
12 tribes of Israel. Take your time, Elvin, and put your brick in. You on the clock, come on. Now, once again, Yahweh bless you, see Israel. And thank you for bringing me into tonight's broadcast. Among the cast of hundreds of thousands of listeners that came to hear the righteous words of Yahweh. And that's always a good thing. And sometimes when we step a little outside the box, it's still in the words of Yahweh. That is also a good thing because it's done with Yahweh in mind. You know, it's funny when you have a dream and the dream comes to pass and you have to look the scriptures up in the Bible. Had a dream by someone, about someone that I know for a fact did not respect the Bible. And it was kind of odd. I knew who the person was. And they said, do you believe in Genesis 9, 12? For some reason, that verse stuck with me throughout the day when I woke up. It stayed with me on my mind. And I said, I need to look this up to see what it says. Well, to conserve the broadcast, I'll let everybody look that up themselves, Genesis 9, 12. And it was about a covenant that was made. But anyway, our duty here today is to tell you that we've all came to hear things that most of us can hear. And some listening never understand. That includes myself sometimes. But Yahweh's ministry makes all this misunderstanding very possible. We have many out there that came to see things in the Bible through proper teaching that some looking can never find. And these are the people that are all over the place. They're the misinformed. They can do none of these things. But this is why the words of Yahweh that is taught makes all this and more possible for the righteous. And the key word is the righteous. We have to be aware by knowing the scriptures and the Bible precepts, we're given the knowledge to know. There are those out there that camouflage their evil or confused teaching and overly loud bump the guns contest for righteous learning, even using Bible scriptures as verbal weapons. So this is why we're here, to help guide you through these dark times of bad teaching. Loud bump the guns for righteous learning. And Christianity. We welcome and thank all of you for attending another live broadcast of Yahweh's ministry. We come to your life and open to you always with new and exciting topics from the King James Bible. And first and foremost, about Yahweh's Word. Learning how to connect the Bible books, your health, foods that you should eat, keeping the Sabbath days, and much more. We do this because you have not. This the information you came to seek and have to look no further. You have now found it in the voices of the Trizalites. We're open unto you from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. And the days, Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, having no class on Tuesday unless we have a high day or a special event. However, we do have a Sabbath class. And the top part of the Sabbath is Friday. We have an online class that starts at 7.30 to 10.30. And the bottom part of the Sabbath is Saturday. We have a class, that, a temple class that starts at 12 p.m., and an online class that starts at 2 to 5 p.m. until the temple members desire to leave. We also have a website address, 
to use this on any search engine. Put in tribeyada.com. And after you click it in, once again, look for tribeyada.com, dash Israelites, where this will take you to a big land, and you'll see some choices. One will be tithes and offerings. Click PayPal and follow those instructions. Now, on any other device, you may see a menu. But after clicking it, you'll still see the choices. Still choose the tithes and offerings. In doing so, remember what it says in Psalms 96, verse 7, and verse number 8. 7 says, Give unto the Yahweh, the tenants of the people. Give unto the Yahweh, glory and stuff. 8. Give unto the Yahweh, the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Now, I always remind everyone that when you're doing this, to remember that Yahweh loves a cheerful giver. And donations to this ministry is greatly appreciated. That you give, according to the Bible scriptures mentioned in the book of Leviticus, chapter 27, verse number 30, and once again mentioned in the book of Hebrews, chapter 7, verse 8, and verse number 9. This is done to keep this ministry bringing you just as Yahweh also for building a school, a banquet hall, radio station, and land to grow the help foods we continue to speak of on this program. Also while there, don't forget to check our calendar. The calendar will help keep you, your family, and friends in tune with the Bible feast days that come to us throughout the year. We also have a live program, which is a feature that's available during our broadcast time by entering three words, Yaqua Radio Live. And after you click in it, look for Voices of the Trizolites, Tribe of Top. Click the red live button as soon as it appears. It'll put you right into our live online broadcast. We even have a few numbers you can call with Yaqua in mind. The first being the live conference room number, which is 319-527-6062. The other number is 224-600-5579. This is an international number where you can call and leave a message on the Bible scriptures that you may have questions on, which can be answered by any one of the six nine accounts of Yahweh's ministry. But also in saying that, do not call this number trying to teach. You will only hear a discouraging click followed by a dial tone. Also, by calling the same number, you can order what our members know as the 12 programs via the 12 tribes of Israel on DVD. Just make sure we get the correct name and the correct address, and you will receive it promptly. On another note, we might ask, please do not contact us here. We are email, phone, and text before broadcast or afterwards. These are pretty busy with the WCC. The New York station Stockholm is a cigar man, announcing many memos, and now in addition to that, the Latter day Saints. So please use the international line of 224-600-5579. And if that question is legit, you will receive a call back. Unless you call trying to teach. You'll only hear a discouraging doubt. Now if you happen to miss the beginning of today's program. You can catch the entire recorded show after 9.15 p.m., except Fridays. Program time will be repeated after 10.30. You can get there by entering three words, Yaqua Radio Live. And after clicking in it, look for voices of the Trizolites driving God down. 
Just choose the program that you were late logging into or any previous day that you would like to listen. And during our normal Bell Talk broadcast, we're also simultaneously transmitting on Bell Talk. Bell Talk can be logged in by your phone, your tablet, or computer, even now currently your smartwatch. Just make sure you've downloaded the Bell Talk app. You will be listed under ethnic group, African American. When you get there, look for Voices of the Trizlites, Tribe of God Down. You'll find our room will hold 50 or more listening participants, where Yahweh's Word is, will also be working for your Bible education. An online there to answer any of the on-the-table topics we discuss during our broadcast will be Elder Mr. Tibbs Israel, along with Seer Israel, writing and shotgun. During this time, we'll be taking no comments off-topic, or any more than two text questions answered at a time. And that broad talk ends before teaching time. We will continue our teaching on Peltal. Thou will be with you all. But when we're given the scriptures to speak by this year, be quick to hear and slow to speak, so the words of Yahweh will flow smooth, remembering that we have hundreds of thousands of listeners that came to hear the righteous words of Yahweh and not the confusion. So we have to be careful not to make worldly statements that can't be backed up by the Bible, but statements that can be backed up in the Bible. So we can start back to our program. We'll pass our program back to our seer Israel and say, how good Jephthah. Tent of Judah first, that the glory of the offending of David 
and the glory of the inhabitants of Yachtah Judah do not magnify themselves against Yachtah Judah. So he let you know all the 11 tribes. Sooner or later you want to come clean enough to understand that the scripture says Judah is to hold down until the coming of Yahweh the Son. Not the Christians, not the Muslims, who's supposed, not Judaism, who's supposed to hold down until the coming of Yahweh the Son. It will be the tribe of Judah. That's the one for be leashed out over all of the known world to bring the gospel, what's called the covenant. So now, so, and once you understand that part, that Judah is the one that's supposed to have the first and the last word according to the Bible. Now, if we understand that, then when something's on the table, watch how easy Judah can correct something by going to the book of Romans there, Elder. Y'all done? We're going to Romans chapter 10. And watch how it's so easy for the one that he gave his word to to correct. And we got a lot of big pastors. I mean, the big, the big worldly pastors themselves. They'll go ready into this verse. And they'll pull this out. And if you ain't got nothing to work with, you'll get a row from the, from the crowd or the mega churches to get a row from them. And they'll drop this on you. But if he can hold up when the bloodline of Judah investigates what it says in 1, 2, and 3. Take a look at 1, 2, and 3 of y'all. We're going to 1, 2, and 3 and see what we got to work with. 1, 2, and 3. We're in, we're in the book called Romans, chapter 10, verse 1, 2, and 3. What does it say to hell? The book of Romans, chapter 10, verse number 1, 2, and 3 reads, Romans, chapter 10, verse number 1. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to Yahweh for Israel is that they might be saved. Verse number two, for I bear them record that they have a zeal of Yahweh, but not according to knowledge. Verse three, for they being ignorant of Yahweh's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of Yahweh. Give me a little bit more. Verse number four, for Yahweh the Son is the end of the law. For righteousness to everyone that believes. Mm-hmm. See, Yahweh the Son is the end of the law for those that believe. Now, see, now that's where they handcuff, they handcuff you right there. That's how the preachers use that verse right there. He's the end of the law. So that means I ain't got to keep. Sabbath day no more. 
I ain't got to keep the dietary no more. Because why are you taking us back into the law? And when Christ came, he was the end of the law. See that? Now, see, now everybody, everybody in the churches, when the pastor dropped that verse down, everybody get happy and they'll get the best of them. But forces of a true Israelite going to examine it and teaching that hole up. We're going to teach him that hole up there, Elder Yada. Looking that hole up by going to Hebrews chapter 10. He said, Yahweh the Son, the one they call Christ, is the end of the law. That means we ain't got to keep no law. The law is done away with. So Yahweh the Son, the one they call Jesus Christ, have done away with it. So now Paul, hey, Elder Mr. Taylor, I need Paul. Um, resume real quick, Elder Mr. Kill. In Galatians chapter 1, verse 16 and 17, can you help me out? I need Paul's resume first. I, I need to find out what is Paul saying, but I need to know who gave him authority to be talking anyway. We go on to Galatians chapter 1, Elder Mr. Kill. Matter of fact, Think of it verse 15. 15 down to verse 17. I want to find out one thing. What made Paul open his mouth anyway? Galatians chapter 1, 15 down to verse 17. Elder Mr. Tim, let's talk about it with a loud voice there. Come on. In the book of Galatians chapter 1, reading 15 to 17, 15 says, But when it pleased Yahweh, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace. 16, to reveal the son in me that I might preach him among the heathen. Immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood. 17, neither went I up to Jerusalem to which were apostles before me, but I went to Arabia and returned again to Demarcus. Mm-hmm. So there's resume. So he's saying, he, he, he reads, he's telling the Romans that the Almighty raised him from the womb. So, Elements of Tears raised him from the womb. So what do he believe? And 2414 back. So, since he was raised from the womb there, Elder, what do, what do he believe, Mr. Tears? We're going to find out what do he believe since he was raised from the womb. We need to be clear on what he believes. Let's see what he believes. In the 24th chapter of the book of Acts, verse 14, what do he believe since he was raised from the womb there? Come on. In the book of Acts, looking at chapter 24, reading Verse number 14. 14 says, But this I confess unto thee, that after which the way which they call me heresy, to worship the Yahweh, 
worship Isaac Ralph of my fathers, believing in all things which are written in the law and in the prophets. See us. He said, what do you believe is everything written in the law? He said, I got to come clean and confess. I believe everything that is written. Now he said, so Paul, so Paul is letting the world know that he believes everything is written. And give me one more. Uh, Mr. Tibbs, give me one more. And when he got through talking in the 18th chapter of Acts, what did he say in verse 19 through 21? We're going to Acts chapter 18, 19 through 21. So what did he say after he said, I believe everything that's written in this book? Now he say, in the spirit, in the law, he believed it all. So now, now when he got through talking in the 18th chapter, verse 19 on to verse 21, what did he say? Come on. In the book of Acts, chapter 18, reading 19 to 21, 19 says, And he came to Ephesus and left them there, but he himself entered into the synagogue and reasoned with the Jews, twenty. When they desired him to tarry a longer time with them, he consented not. Twenty-one. But bade them farewell. But bid them farewell, saying, "I must by all means keep this feast that cometh in Jerusalem, but I will return again unto you, if not by will, and he sailed from the feast." You see that? So now that we'll find out what you believe. So evidently, what was said that the Christian world, the Muslim world, have twist Paul's writing. Because Paul, um, Eliada, when you read that Romans chapter 10, verse number 4 again, it, it's a little bit more to it than your preachers getting everybody riled up. Let's go back and read that verse again. Now, Paul will tell you what he believed, and he was raised from the womb to tell what he believed, because that's the reason he was brought to the face of the earth to, to reveal the Father's Son in him. So it got to be a little bit more to read Romans chapter 10, verse 4. Elder Yahweh, what does it say again? Book of Romans, chapter 10, verse number 4 reads, For Yahweh the Son is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone that believes it. You see that? Yahweh the Son is the end of the law for righteousness for all for all that believe. Now see, there is your devil. Now the big preachers they'll jump down there and tell you that's why we don't we don't wear no friends. That's the reason why we ain't gotta keep the Sabbath day. That's the reason why we can eat hard. We can eat long we pray over it. See that? Now they got the best in you. But now we going to the tenth chapter, Elder Yada. 
And we're going to find out a little bit more. See, this is when you find out who's standing before you. When you precept your Bible, that's how you get to understand it. Let's see what Paul really saying after Yahweh the sound is back in heaven. We're going to 10 verse 1, and remember, he says, Yahweh the Son, who they call Jesus Christ, is the end of the law. You ain't got to keep no more law. You ain't got to keep the Sabbath day. You ain't got to keep the feast day. You ain't got to keep no law. And everybody, my back, you can dress as a man or you can dress as a woman. You can twist it around. It doesn't matter. Because the law is done away with. See that? So that, so that makes the, uh, what's the name of the organization again, the elder? That makes everybody want to join that organization and everybody get happy because you can do it any way you want to do it. The law is done away with. What's the name of that, that, that organization again, the elder? It's the LGBTQIA. <laughs> All right. That means everybody can do whatever they want to go. You're not up on the law no more. You're up on the grace. Now, we can investigate that by going to Hebrews chapter 1. And we're going to teach you that stand when you just open the Bible and investigate if the law done away with and what, what law is done away with. Let's think of verse 10, 1 and do a little reading. Ever come out. The book of Hebrews, chapter 10, verse number 1 reads, book of Hebrews 10, verse number 1, for the law, having a, having a shadow of good things to come, not the very image of the things, can never with those sacrifices, which they offer year by year, continually make the commerce there unto perfect. Verse number 2, for then oh, would they not have Oh, that's one the other right there. Now, the law that Paul is, is rehearsing is the law of sacrifice. So, that 10 1, he talked about a law of sacrifice. Sacrificing what? We're going to find out more. So, the law that is done away with is the law of sacrifice. Now, when you got that understanding and watch that bubble. Now we're going to go bubble and we're just going to run back and drink some herbal tea. The law Paul is talking about is the, is the law of sacrifice. Animals. Verse 2, Elder, come on. The book of Hebrews 10, verse number 2 reads, But then would they not have ceased to be offered, because that the worshiper once purged to have had no more conscience of sin. Verse number three. But in those sacrifices, there is a remembrance again made of sin every year. Verse number four. For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sins. Verse five. Before when he cometh into the world, he said, sacrifice and offering. You would have not. But the body has thou prepared me. Verse number six. And burn offering and sacrifice for sin. I have had no pleasure. Verse seven. Then said I, 
Look, I come in the volume of the book. It is written to me to do your will, O Yahweh the Father. Verse number eight. Above, when he says sacrifice an offering and burn offering, an offering for sin, you would as not, neither have pleasure therein, as your offering by the law. Verse number nine. Then said he, Lo, I come to do thy will, O Yahweh the Father. Take away the first, that he may establish the second. Verse number 10. By the which will we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Yahweh the Son once for all. Once for all. That's good right there. So, what law was taken away from the book that Paul was explaining was the law of sacrifice. So that's what Paul was explaining. Not the moral law, not the doctrine, not law was done away with. Not the law saying you can keep the Sabbath day whenever you get ready or don't make no day. Any day is a blessed day. No, it don't work like that. That's why you got to be taught by the tribe of Judah. Julius, the lead tribe, they would break down the scriptures. So when Paul was talking to the Romans, which was scattered Israelites, it was reminding them to come back to the moral law. What's done away with is the animal sacrificial law that was done away with. He was the end of that by the sacrificing of his body. So when you back up to the 14th chapter, Eliada, he went over to another place where he found some Israelites that called around Laconian. And let's see what was going on around Laconia in verse number 1 and 2. And then we're going to skip down to verse number 6. And we'll find out exactly so Paul had to deal with this because he was raised from the womb about when you think you have done something good, immediately you sacrifice something. We're going to find out in Acts 14, verse 1, 2, then 6 down to verse 14. Elder Yacht got you back on the clock. Come on. The book of Acts, chapter 14, verse number 1 and 2. Verse number 6 through 14 reads, Book of Acts chapter 14, verse number 1. And it came to pass in Iconium that they went both together in the temple of Yachta Judah. So spake that a great multitude both of Yachta Judah and also of the Greeks to northern tribes of Israel. Verse number 2. But the unbelieving Yachta Judah stirred up the Gentiles and made their minds evil affected against the brethren. Verse number six. They were they were aware of it, they were aware of it, and fled unto Lestrop and Derby, cities of Laconia, and unto the regions that lie round about. Verse seven. And they that taught the covenant. Verse number eight. And there sat a certain man at Lestrop, impotent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother's womb, who never had walked. Verse number nine. 
Same heard Paul speak, who steadfastly beholding him and perceiving that he had faith to be healed. Verse number 10, said with a loud voice, stand up, stand upright on thy feet. And he leaped and walked. Verse number 11, when the people saw that Paul had done, and when the people saw what Paul had done, they lifted up their voice, saying in the speech of Laconia, the Yaquas have come down to us in the likeness of men. Verse number 12. They called Barnabas Jupiter and Paul Mercurius because he was the chief speaker. Verse 13. Then the priest of Jupiter, which was before their city, brought oxen, garlic, unto the gate, and would have done sacrifice with the people. Verse 14. Which when the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard of it, they rent their clothes and ran among the people. Read up their mouth. Verse 15. And saying, Sirs, why do you these things? There are men of like passion with you, and teach unto you that you should turn from these vanities unto the living Yahweh, which made heaven and earth the sea. And all things that are therein. Mm-hmm. So he says, he's turned away from these, these vanities. They, whenever something good happened to the people of Laconia, northern kingdom was scattered. The priests came, the high priests came, and they know you go immediately and go make a sacrifice. Killing some animals. No. So that's done away with. But see, but they broke away from Judah. See, when you break away from Judah, you're going to be stuck in a twilight zone. He says, turn away from that dang stuff. They rent their clothes, crying out, sir, leave that alone because that's all over with now. After Yahweh the Son had offered his body once and for all in 1012 of Hebrews, that was the end of you killing animals. So that was the law was done away with. So in 1 Samuel, their elder, Yada, we have to do King 22 now. We have to do the first Samuel 15, 22 right now. This is what we got to do right now. First Samuel 15, verse 22. What does that have? The book of First Samuel, chapter 15, verse number 22 reads, Samuel the seer said, And Yahweh great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifice. As in obeying the voice of Yahweh, the old to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hearken than the fat of ram. You see that? Now what we are finding now is obeying the voice of Yahweh. And that four letter word that makes the best of them cringe. Obey. That's what we don't want to do. We want to do our own thing, and we want to go and sit around ministry tell you that you ain't got to keep no more law. But he made it plain that he ought to does. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 17, is really this. See, now we want 
pastor telling us now, you ain't got to keep the law. That's done with you. You ain't not up on the Sabbath day. You ain't got to keep none of that no more. All you do is come as you are. See, and that's why we must come one accord, and that's why it's very important that you understand who must be built for the people that want to hear of the truth. And what we're doing now is getting all the elders, the teachers, everybody in place. The elders got a great responsibility to get the teachers in place. The teachers got a great responsibility to get the fathers in place. The fathers got a great responsibility to get the mothers in place. The mothers got a big responsibility to get these children in place. That's the order of things. The law is not done away with. Only the law of killing animals. Now, he's going to speak out his own mouth about it. In the 17th and the 5th chapter of Matthew, that ill, y'all know? We're going to read down to get, get our point. And listen what he says out of his own mouth. They're going to listen real carefully what he said out of his own mouth. The song. And in Titus 1, 2, we're not going to read. It tells in hope for eternal life that the almighty son is not lying. So if you want to get eternal life, listen to what he says out of his mouth. In Matthew 5, 17, we'll keep reading until we get our point. Hey, the yard out. Come out. The book of Matthew, chapter 5. Verse number 17, read. Matthew 5, verse 17. Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the fears. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. Verse number 18. For verily, truly I say unto you, that heaven and earth pass, one jack or one tittle, shall in no wise pass from the law to all be fulfilled. Verse number 19. Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach men so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Read verse 19 again. Listen real carefully at verse 19. Listen what the one that created the heaven and earth says in verse 19. Listen good. One more time to hell, y'all are. The book of Matthew 5, verse number 19 reads, Whosoever therefore shall break one of these least commandments shall teach men so. He shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. Whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. He says, if you send a ministry and the ministry teach, that the law is done away with, he will be least in the kingdom. That means he's going to be in the fire. And if you tie to his hip, guess what? You're going to be in the fire. <laughs> that is right there in verse 19. You will not get into the kingdom unless you keep the law. And we'll pick up verse 5 and read a bit there, Elder. And, uh, Elder, Mr. Kill, 
have me the book of Matthew. Tell me Matthew chapter 19, 16 through 19, waiting on me. Matthew 19, 16 through 19. Had that waiting on me, Elder. But listen, now he left, Paul left Laconia, Naiota, around the Colossians. Now he said, look in eyeball to eyeball. Let's see what he says. And chapter 3, pick up verse 5 till we get our point there, y'all got. You're on the clock, come on. The book of Colossians, chapter 3, verse number 5 reads. Book of Colossians, chapter 3, verse number 5. Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth, fornication, and cleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence. Covetedness, which is idolatry. Verse 6. For which things say the wrath of Yahweh cometh on the children of disobedience. Verse number 7. In the which you also walk sometime when you live in them. Verse number 8. But now you are also. But now you. That's good. That's good right there, Elder. Listen. Now, now back at that again, Elder, because you. Uh, you, you dropped a bombshell, but backtrack that from 765. Backtrack that 765 and, 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 and make it plain. 765, Colossians chapter 3. Come on. The book of Colossians chapter 3, verse number 7, 6 and verse number 5 reads. Colossians 3, verse 7. In the which... You also walk sometimes when you live in them. Verse 6. For which things sake the wrath of Yahweh cometh on the children of disobedience. Verse number 5. Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth. Fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, covetedness, which is idolatry. Yeah. He said, get your mind right. Get up out of the Christian mindset and belief. He said, mortify. That means kill that mindset where you think you don't have to do no more law. He said, kill that mindset. You're not reading 21.16 of Proverbs saying, you got to come out of that congregation of the dead. The law is live and well. You got to kill that mindset because what he suffered from in Acts chapter 3, Elder Yada, 3, 18 down to verse 21, he's telling you exactly out of the mouth of Paul exactly his mission and the suffering that he did for what reason? He didn't suffer for you to break the law. He suffered for you to now learn how to keep the law. He didn't suffer for you to be doing what you're doing now. He suffered for you to return back to what he did 
in the beginning. Acts 3, 18 down to verse 21. Elder Yadzar, come on. The book of Acts chapter 3, verse number 18 through 21 reads. Book of Acts chapter 3, verse number 18. For those things which Shaquah before had showed by the mouth of all his fears, that Yahweh the Son should suffer, he has so fulfilled. Verse number 19. Repent you therefore and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of Yahweh the Father. Verse number 20. He shall, and he shall send Yahweh the Son, which before was taught unto you. Verse 21. Whom the heaven must receive until the times of restitution of all things, which our Father, Father has spoken by the mouth of all his righteous seers since the world began. Mm-hmm. So in this case, it's your Father, Son. He wants to to all the righteous seers since the world began. So we clear about one thing. What he, what he suffered for you is to come back to the law. He removed the animal killing of the killing of the animals out the way. So that's what he suffered for you. To get back up under the law. Because the law was not made for those that walk straight. First Timothy chapter one, nine through eleven. Here you got. Get a precept on that. First Timothy chapter one, nine through eleven. What does it say? Come on. Book of First Timothy, chapter one. Verse number 9 through 11 reads, Book of 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse number 9. Knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous man, but for the lawless and disobedient, for the unyakwali and for sinners, for unrighteous and profane, for murderers of fathers, murderers of mothers, for manslayers. Verse number 10. For whoremongers, for them that defile themselves with mankind, for misdoers, for liars, for perjured persons, and if there be any other thing that is contrary to sound doctrine. Verse number 11, according to the great covenant of the blessed Yahweh, which was committed to my trust. So that was the law was made from. It's made for a liar. It was made for those who conscious that they can do something uh, soundly and ain't got no conscience behind it. Like, come and bring a sword and take down a whole nation with the sword and slip talk. Slip talking a sword and have no conscience behind it whatsoever. That was the law made for. The law was made for the what we just got to read. It wasn't made for a righteous man, a covenant keeper. It was made for those that going to twist the book. That's what the law was made for. Because Elder uh, Mr. Kill, a young man came with and had his pockets looking pretty good. And he came to do a little talking to find out what's going on in Matthew chapter 19. Verse 16 down to verse 19. What did it say there, Elder Mr. Tibbs? Come out. In the book of Matthew, chapter 19, 16 to 19. Yes. 16 says, And behold, one came and said unto him, 
good master, what thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? 17. And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? Is there none good but one? That is Yahweh. But if you, but if thou would enter into life, keep the commandments for instructions. 18. He said unto him, Which, Yahweh the son said, Thou shalt do no murder. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. 19. Honor thy father and thy mother, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. So you see what he said? So he said, good master, what can I do to have eternal life? He said, keep the law. That's what gets you eternal life. And now your preacher will tell you the law done away with. Now you know you're dead. He don't cut you off and everything come in contact with you. He untold you the law is done away with. Not the one that made the heaven and earth by order of his father that in the third heaven, saying the only way you're going to get eternal life is keeping the law. See that? So you see what they do? And, and, we, and we pay them to throw us in the bottom of the lake of fire with him already down below and you will be standing on his back. Let's get a precept on that, Elder. We're going to Romans 7, verse 7. And we'll read till we get our point. So the tribe of Judah must wake up. The calling is on you to set the record straight. When the 12 tribes is set in order, every tribe will be all over the known world. It won't be no Christians there. It won't be no Muslims there. There'll be twelve tribes of Israel ruling with a rod of iron and what we read earlier in Revelation twenty one. So it's up to you. You follow the Bible or continue in your body. Romans chapter seven in the book of Romans, chapter 7, starting at verse 7, it reads, What shall we say then? Is the law of sin? Yahweh forbid. Nay, I have not known sin but by the law. For I have not known lust except the law had said. Thou shalt not convert. Eight, but sin taken occasion by the brought me in all manner of conspiracy. For without the law, sin was dead. Nine, for I was alive without the law once, but when the commandments came, sin revealed that I died. Ten, and the commandment which was ordained to life I found to be unto death. Eleven, a sin taken occasion by the commandment deceived me, and it slew me. Twelve, wherefore the law is righteous, and the commandment is righteous, and just, and good. 
13, was then that which is good made death unto me, therefore I forbid, but sin that it might appear in sin, working death in me, that by which is good, that sin by the commandment might over, might become exceedingly sinful. <clears throat> 14, for we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, soul under sin. 15, for that which I do, I allow not. For what I would do that I would not, but what I hate that do I. 16, if then I do that which I would not do, I consent unto the law that is good. 17, now then it is no more that I do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. For I know that in me that is my... That's good right there, Elder. Uh, I'll read, read <coughs> verse 16 again, Elder. Read verse 16 again. 16 says, If then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law that is good. The law is good. And now read verse 1 there, Elder. Now go ahead and just uh, knock it out the park in Romans 7 verse 1. Verse number one says, Know ye not, brothers. Romans 7, verse 1. Know ye not, brothers, for I speak to them that know the law. Now that the law has dominion over a man as long as he liveth. So the law is in place (coughs) as long as you live. The law is in place as long as you live. So is no law done away with, Mr. Preacher. The law is in place as long as you live. Give me one more on that. I ought to give me second Ezra chapter nine, verse thirty seven. And Elder Yada I'm gonna meet you over in um Daniel chapter my fact I'm gonna go to Wisdom Solomon and get warmed up in Wisdom Solomon. I want to look at um, Wisdom of Solomon, chapter 14, verse 21. I'm going to take a look at that before we get in that Daniel 7, 1 through 8. Now, Elder, look at you. Look what it says in 2 Ezra, chapter 9, verse 37. What it says in 9, verse 37, Elder, come on. In the book of 2 Ezra. Chapter 9, verse 37. It says, Notwithstanding the law, punish not, perishes not, but remaineth in his face, in his force. Yeah. He said, The law perish not, it remains in his force today. The law is in place today. The only law that has been removed is the law of killing animals. Now you got to repent and come back to the law. That's the law that you got to come back to. You must give a great repentance and come back to the law. 
So when the preacher teach you and show you that Romans 10 verse 4, and you get everybody happy, that preacher is taking his own life. And by you getting happy of that scripture being twisted, it's taking your life too. The law remains in force. It do not perish. You got it? Good. Now, Elder Yadda, in the wisdom of Solomon, chapter 14, verse 11 down to verse 21. This is real good. Come on, Elder. The wisdom of Solomon. Chapter 14, verse number 11 through 21 reads, Book of Wisdom of Solomon, chapter 14, verse number 11. Wisdom of Solomon, 14, verse number 11. Therefore, even upon the idols of the Gentiles shall there be a visitation, because in the creature of Yahweh, they are become an abomination, a stumbling block to the souls of men, and a snare to the feet of the unwise. Verse number 12. For the rising of idols was the beginning of spiritual fornication, and the invention of them the corruption of life. Verse 13. For neither were they from the beginning, neither shall they be forever. Verse 14. But for by the vain glory of me, they entered into the world, and therefore shall they come shortly to an end. Verse 15, for a father afflicted with untimely mourning, he had made an image of his child soon taken away. Now I heard him as a Yahweh, which was then a dead man, and delivered to those that were under him ceremonies and sacrifice. Verse 16. Thus, thus, in the process of time, an Yaquali custom grown strong was kept as law. Engraven images were worshipped by the commandments of kings, whom men could not earn it in presence, because they dwelt far off. They took the counterfeit of his visage from far, and made an express image of a king, whom they honored, to the end that they, by these forwardness, they might flatter him that was absent as if he were present. Verse number 18. Also the singular diligence of the artificers did help to set forward the ignorance to more superstitions. Verse number 19. For he preventive willing to please one in authority with all his skill to make the remembrance of the best fashion. Verse 20. And so the multitude, allured by the grace of the word, took him now for a God, which a little before was but honored as a man. Verse 21. And this was an occasion to deceive the world for men serving either calamity or tyranny. It is strive unto stones and stocks, incommunable names. Actually, you see that? And this I have received, but that word again, deceive the whole world. Now, what he undid? This is a prophecy of the coming of one of the popes. 
joining some and giving you that picture you got right now all over the world. White man Jesus Christ. Here's right there the prophecy of white man Jesus Christ coming, which have deceived the world. It's in your mama's head. It's in your grandmother's head. It's in your grandbaby's head. Right now, you can take the average grandbaby two, three years old. And you show them the picture of white man and they will and they'll tell you who is this picture right here? That's Jesus. That's what, where he at? Way up in there at two, three years old. That picture has received the world. And that's why you don't see things as is because you got that, that man in your head. It's in your husband's head. It's in your wife's head. It's in your school system. It's in the church system. And every day I receive the whole world. And was prophesied right there in the rib of You show that what you, you can put that, that white man picture right now in the middle of the expressway. Now put a big picture now, I bet you cause a stop. You can take a big picture of white man Jesus right now and just put it right in the, that, that side of expressway that's been blocked off for a couple minutes and put a big white man Jesus there. I bet you, semi-truck, everything would stop and would not run that picture on you. <laughs> you see that? That's what happened. See the world that was prophesied to see the whole world. It's white man Jesus. When Caesar Borges, that's the picture you got. That was painted by Leonardo da Vinci and Michelangelo. They the one draw that picture. Of the Pope song. And that's the picture in your mama's head. That's the reason you do Sunday today. That picture in your mm-hmm. grandmama's head. Hey, get it right there. Now, in the book of Maccabees, that elder, yada, we're going to 141 and read a little bit more. We're going to um, Maccabees chapter 1, verse 41. And we'll read down to get our point dead. See, the story has already been written. The only one I'm telling the story plainly is the tribe of Judah. And the only one that is the head of that is the six and only council of the voices of the true Israelites. We're here to show you plainly that everything you have learned in your head Totally wrong, even white man Jesus. We go on time to more origin of what happened back in the days. In Matthew <clears throat> chapter one, verse forty-one, El, got on this read a bit until we get our point. Maccabees chapter one, verse forty-one, come on. First book of Maccabees, chapter one, verse number forty-one, read. First Maccabees 1, verse 41. Moreover, King Antiochus wrote to his whole kingdom 
that all should be one people. Verse 42. Everyone should have, and everyone should leave their laws. So all the nations agree according to the commandment of the king. Verse 43. And many also of the Israelites consented to his religion and sacrificed unto idols and profaned the Sabbath day. Verse 44. For the king has sent letters by messengers unto Yagdad Judah, and the cities of the southern kingdom, Yagdad Judah, that they should follow the strange laws of the land. Verse 45. And forbid burnt offerings, sacrifice, drink offerings in the temple, and that they should profane the Sabbaths and feast days. Verse 46. And pollute the temple and righteous people. Verse 47. Set up altars and groves and chapels of idols and sacrifice swine flesh and unclean beasts. Verse number 48. That they should also leave their children uncircumcised and make their souls abominable with all manner of uncleanness and profanation. Verse 49. To the end they might forget the law and change all the ordinances. Verse 50. Who said we would not do according to Read verse 49. Now, what was the purpose of all this? The purpose of all this is for you to do what in verse 49? The book of 1 Maccabees, chapter 1, 49. To the end, they might forget the law. See that? You see that? And now, look what we are dead. We have forgot the law of the Bible. Right now, we do Sunday, Lord God and Jesus. We, do, we don't do no feast day. Huh? We have no righteous gathering. We have forgot the law. Because the preacher don't told you, the law is done away with. See that? So that prophecy is now in place as we speak. And... That first Maccabees there, um, the other. Let's go to Second Maccabees six. Because they always will always send somebody there to teach. Let's see what's going on in Second Maccabees chapter six, verse one to six. Let's see what happens because they're always going to send a check about. The people see if you doing. They call it. Uh, uh, that word is again, uh, insurrection. Um, the people on you, not insurrection. What word? I, what word I need, Ella? Slip my mind on what word I need. I need. I need a word. What's that word I need? Um, now you have to figure out it's the word that they. They put on the table. It's a word that they use to, they use a long word, and all they mean is they spy on you. Y'all have to see out what word I mean. Give me a word there, come on. Espionage is what popped in my head. Okay. Well, it's, it's another word they use. Uh, they use um, I, I guess it, 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 
what you say? Rochelle? For what explanation? Use a word for explain what? Well, no, it ain't it neither, but uh, it'll come back to me. And that's the word they use to, but, but what it means, they use the word to spy on you to make sure you follow their law. They got a word in there that's going to die. He's going to get away from you right now. It might come back to me before the broadcast over it. It might come back to me. Gate. Yeah, that's that what the word means today. They got a they got another another word back in the 1400s. They use another word for the same word. It means it means investigate. That's what it means. But they had another word for it, and, and but it'll come back to me a little bit later. So we'll leave it like that. It's gone on me in a minute on what word that they got to peep on you back in the 1400s to see if you following the strange laws that they put in. Inquisition. That's what it is. Inquisition. That's what, that's, thank you there, um, Young Lions. In, in, inquisition. That's what it is. Well, Young Lions said Inquisition. That's right. So he said, um, an inquisition will be made. That means they're going to come and spy on you. Huh? To see if you're going to keep investigate their law that they made up. So they're going to send a man back in the sixth chapter there, Elder Yada. They're going to send a man back in the sixth chapter, verse 1, to take it down to second Maccabees 6 1 down to verse 6. Take it to verse 1, take it down to verse 6. And here come an old man from Athens to, to peek on you. He's going to do some inquisition. He's coming right now. Come on. The book of 2 Maccabees, chapter 6, verse number 1 reads. Book of 2 Maccabees 6, verse number 1. Now long after this, the king sent an old man of Athens to compare a young guy Judah to depart from their laws of their fathers, and not to live after the laws of Yahweh. Verse number two. And to pollute also the temple in Yahweh Judah, to call it the temple of Jupiter, Olympias, that in Gerizim of Jupiter, the defender of strangers, and they did desire that they dwell in their place. Verse number three. The coming of this mis- the coming in of this mischief was was sore and grievous to the people. Verse number four. For the temple was filled with riot and raveling by the Gentiles, by our sons of Esau, who dallied with harlots, and had to do with women within the circuit of the righteous places. And besides, they brought in things that were not lawful. Verse number five. The altar, al- the altar also was filled with profane things, which the law forbid. Verse 6, neither was it lawful for a man to keep Sabbath days or ancient feasts or to profess himself at all to be Yachtai Judah. Yeah. So, my back, read, read a little bit more. So, let's get a little bit more. So, you couldn't even, you couldn't even call out your nationality. If you call out your nationality back in the days, Let's get a couple more verses in there, Elder. I need a couple more behind that. 
Water happened. Give me a couple more verses that come out. Verse number seven. In the day of the king's birth, every month they were brought by bitter constraint to eat of the sacrifice. And when the feast of buckets was kept, Yagdad Judah were compelled to go in possession to buckets here in Ivory. Verse number eight. Moreover, there went out a decree to the neighboring city of the nation by the suggestion of Patholomew against Yagdad Judah. And they should observe the same fashion and be partakers of their sacrifice. Verse number nine. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Verse number nine. Whosoever would not conform themselves to the manner of the five sons of Esau, Gentiles, should be put to death. Then might a man have seen the present misery. Ain't that so? So if you didn't keep if you didn't keep what they put on the table, and what they put on the table is what we're doing right now as a a nine percent hold. Keep them Sunday, Lord God and Jesus. Fall down with them statues and idols, white man Jesus. We're doing everything that was put in place way back there in the days of Judas Maccabees. Okay? And our parents doing it right now. My grandmother, this is where the order came from. And they caught you keeping the Sabbath day. And you wasn't keeping what they put on the table. You were put to death. Now that same spirit was and is in us today. And that's why when the elder read the last bottom part of the Sabbath about the Willie Lynch letter, Showing you that, that a matter of fact. Hey, yo, we might well bring out a little bit and read that again a little bit. Because I want to read about the part when they zero in on the woman. Seeking, I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit and bring that part in when they zero in on the woman. How to break the woman for her to break the child. So that's why it's very important to understand something, that the woman plays a great part. That's why she got to be up on a, a young, wildy man that knows the law. Because they, they um, back in the days when you was in chain captivity, that on the legs, not in the brain, they came up with a scheme how to keep you to this day by doing what? Hey, yo, what, what you want to bring to the table there? Hey, yo, y'all, dog. Let's get to the part where they zero in on the woman and the baby. You're on the clock. Come on. Let me run that down right quick. Yeah. Hey, yo, y'all, dog. We want, we want to hear a little bit when they... Uh, got a hold to the woman and say, look here, this is how we going to, what we're going to do first, then we're going to do first. We're going to go get the strongest black buck first, and we're going to put him on two mules and put him in half. That's exact. That's exhibit one. To let the woman know you got no protection. 
Now, we're going to zero in on the woman now. After she uh, got in her mind, it's no protection from the big black buck. Now they don't get to working on the woman and the offspring. So what scheme did they come up with, Elder? Y'all out here, Israel? When we was reading a little bit of it yesterday out of the um, Willie Lynch letter. Let's focus in on the woman you want to talk come out. Let me see. Uh, I'm going to get to the point there right quick. Uh, all right. Here we go. <laughs> the breaking process of the so-called African woman. Then take the female and run a series of tests on her to see if she will submit to your desire willingly. Test her in every way because she is the most important factor for good economics. If she shows any sign of resistance and submitting completely to your will, do not hesitate to use the bull whip on her to extract the last bit of bitch out of her. Take care not to kill her, for in doing so, you spoil good economics. When in complete submission, she will train her offspring in the early years to submit to labor when they become of age. Understand it is the best thing, therefore we shall... Well, they're going into something else there. Yeah, let's go now. Let's go now. It's all out of order here, see we got some more. You want to put some more in there? No, I get it. It's all out of order. I ain't got it really in order. Well, that, well, that, that's, that's enough to uh, understand one thing. They always got a plan. And it always starts with the same thing starts in the garden. So that, that, that plan, that they always got a plan. They, they didn't come up with no from not their own mind. They came up with a plan that came out of uh, Elder. Got up. That plan came from Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. Let's read a little bit. Let's see where that plan came from. See, they didn't come up with just, we're going to break the woman down. That she take care of the offspring. They had to read something that pertained to your book. Huh? Let's find out what they read in Genesis chapter 3, verse 1, and we'll take it right down to verse 16. As we 1 through 16, we're going to be quiet and hear all of it real good. Genesis 3, 1 through 16. Elder Yahweh, come on. Book of Genesis chapter 3, verse number 1 through 16 reads. Book of Genesis chapter 3. Verse number one. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which Yahweh had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, if Yahweh failed, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden. Verse number two. The woman said unto the serpent, You may eat of the fruit of the tree of the garden. Verse three. But the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden Yahweh said, You should not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. Verse number four. 
And the serpent said unto the woman, You shall not surely die. Verse 5, For Yahweh doesn't know that in the day you eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and you shall be as Yahweh, knowing good and evil. Verse number 6, And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat. Gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. Verse number seven. And the eyes of them both were open. They knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons. Verse number eight. They heard the voice of Yahweh walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And his wife hid themselves from the presence of Yahweh amongst the trees of the garden. Verse number nine. And Yahweh called unto Adam and said unto him. Where are you? Verse number 10. He said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. Verse number 11. He said, Who told you that you were naked? As you eat of the tree, whereof I commanded you that you should not eat. Verse 12. And the man said, The woman whom you gave it to be with me, she gave me of the tree. And I did eat. Verse 13. Yaquah said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me. And I did eat. Verse 14. Yaquah said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, and above every beast of the field. For thy belly shall thou go, and death shall thou eat all the days of your life. Verse 15. I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your seed and her seed. It shall bruise your head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Verse 16. Unto the woman he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow in thy conception, and sorrow thou shalt bring forth children. Thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over you. Verse 17. And unto Adam he said, that's 16. So now, you see, so that's why it was implemented right there. That's why the man got a great responsibility. When you hear what Yahweh telling the man, which is the head of this creation, what to do and what not to do. You got to make a Yahweh decision. And then the reason why we got now, the women, it's all out of order today. Because of one thing, the prophecy of it, they desire should be to that man. That is their number one desire to that man. Anytime that's not your number one desire, then you out of the creation of Yahweh without the order. But right now, you got to stand well, my desire to a woman, a woman, and and man desire to another man. We out of order everywhere now. All because we've been told by our pastors that the law is done away with. The same law is in effect then, it's in effect now. Until these vile bodies be changed over there in Philippians chapter 3. But until that time comes, every law that he got on the table, it's on the table. 
And once we come back to the law, you see Yahweh will make his move. And that's why this ministry got to step it up. And I'm saying something got to meet the law. Not only meet it, be a doer of it in grand style. No doubt about it. So, now I want to get to the book of Daniel. So now we clear on what he said, but now I want to get to the book of Daniel. Elder, yada. Now I want to take a look at something and find out what's going on. End time prophecy, take number 41. We're going to Daniel chapter 7, verse 1 through 8, 17 through 20, 23, and 24. We're going to Daniel chapter 7, 1 through 8, 17 through 20, 23, 24. Yada, you on the clock, come on. The book of Daniel, chapter 7, verse number 1 through 8, verse number 17 to 20. Verse number 23 and verse 24 reads, the book of Daniel, chapter 7, verse number 1 reads, In the first year of Belshazzar, king of Babylon, Daniel had a dream and visions of his head upon his bed. Then he wrote the dream and told the sum of the matter. Verse number 2, Daniel spake and said, I saw in my vision by night, and behold, the four winds of heaven strove upon the great sea. Verse number three. The four great beasts came up from the sea, diverse one from another. Verse number four. The first was like an lion and had eagle's wings. I beheld to the wings where thereof were plucked, and it was lifted up from the earth, and made to stand upon the feet as a man, and a man's heart was given to it. Verse number five. Behold another beast second, like a bear. It raised up itself on one side, and it had three ribs in the mouth of it, between the teeth of it. And they said thus, until it arrived, devour much flesh. Verse number six. After this I beheld, and lo, another, like a leopard, which had upon the back of it four wings of a fowl. The beast had also four heads, and dominion was given to it. Verse number seven. After this, I saw the night vision, and behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible, strong exceedingly, and it had great iron teeth, and devoured and break in pieces, and stopped the residue with the feet of it, and it was averse from all the beasts that were before it, and it had ten horns. Verse number eight, I considered the horns, and behold, there came up among them another little horn before whom there were three of the first horns plucked up by the roots. Behold, in his horn, in this horn, were eyes like the eyes of a man, and a mouth speaking great things. Verse number 17. Hold that for me. Hold that for me. Let me me get into a a little shot of it here. The three that were plucked up by the roots was the Huron, Bandale, and the Ostrogoth. That's the one that Daniel saw first. That was, and them three ribs they had in his mouth. He had Egypt, Ethiopia, and Sabin, S-E-B-A. Them the three ribs they had in his mouth. So, we want to let you know 
and through the river. They shall not overflow you. When you walk it through the fire, you shall not be burnt. Neither shall the flame kindle upon you. Verse 3. For I am the Yahweh, your Yahweh, the Holy One of Israel, your salvation, your Savior. I gave Egypt for your ransom, Ethiopia and Seba for you. Mm-hmm. Here Ethiopia, Egypt, Ethiopia, and Seba. Isaiah 45, 14. Come on. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 45, verse number 14. Verse 14 reads, Thus says the YHWH Yahweh, the labor of Egypt, and merchandise of Ethiopia, and of Sabian, man of structure, man of stature, excuse me, man, men of stature, shall come over unto you, and they shall be yours. They shall come after you, and change. They shall come over, and they shall fall down uh, unto you. They shall make supplication unto you, saying, Surely Yahweh is deep. Surely Yahweh is in deep. And there is none else. There is no Yahweh. So we find out. So now, Elder, we're coming back now, and now we can pick up at verse 17. So now we know this is Daniel is seeing the vision about who got plucked up, what nation's gonna go down. So now speaking of verse seventeen out verse twenty, elder. Y'all know. Daniel chapter seven, seventeen, down to verse twenty, and twenty three and twenty four, come on. Book of Daniel chapter seven. Verse number seventeen. Daniel chapter 7, verse 17 reads, These great beasts, which are four, are four kings which shall arise out of the earth. Verse number 18. But the saints of the Most High Yahweh shall take the kingdom, possess the kingdom forever, even forever and ever. Verse number 19. Then I would know the truth of the fourth beast, which was the birth from all the others, exceeding dreadful, whose teeth were of iron, his nails of brass, which the devour breaking peace, and step residue with his feet. Verse 20. And of the ten horns that were in his head, and of the other which came up, before whom there were fell, even of that horn that had eyes and a mouth that spake very great things, whose look was more stout than his fellows. Verse number 23. Thus he said, the fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom upon the earth, which shall be diverged from all kingdoms, which shall devour the whole earth, and shall tread it down and break it in pieces. Verse 24. And the ten horns out of this kingdom are ten kings that shall arise, and another shall arise after them, and he shall be diverged from the first. And he shall subdue three kings. Mm-hmm. Now, now we're getting off in some, some pretty good stuff right there, and we'll maybe cover a little bit of it in the night tape. Now, go down to uh, Daniel chapter 8 there, Elder, and pick up verse 20 down to verse 27. Now, Daniel is seeing the vision of a change of power. 
that fourth kingdom and what the fourth kingdom going to pluck up by the root. So we're going to Daniel chapter 8, verse 29 and verse 27. Here, come on. Look at Daniel chapter 8, verse number 20 through 27 reads. The book of Daniel chapter 8, verse number 20. The ram which thou sawest, having two horns of the kings of the Medes and Persians. Verse 21. And the rough goat is the king of Greece. And the great horn that is between his eyes is the first king. Verse 22. Now that being broken, where is four stood up for it, four kingdoms shall stand up out of the nation, but not in his power. Verse 23, and in the latter times of their kingdom, when the transgressors are come to the fore, a king of fierce countenance and understanding dark sentences shall stand up. Verse 24, and his power shall be mighty, and his power shall be mighty. But not by his own power. He shall destroy wonderfully. He shall prosper. Practice. He shall destroy the mighty and the righteous people. Verse 25. Through his policy also he shall cause craft to prosper in his hand. He shall magnify himself in his mind. And by peace he shall destroy many. He shall also stand up against the prince of princes. But he shall be broken without hand. Verse 26. And the vision of the evening and the morning, which was told, is true. But for shut up, shut thou up the vision, for it shall be for many days. Verse 27. Now Daniel fainted and was sick certain days afterwards. I rose up and did the king's business, and I was astonished at the vision, but none understood it. Hallelujah. Well, that's excellent, Now let's go to Daniel chapter 11, because I... I ain't do with that. Um, so Daniel, he's seen some some great things. So now Daniel's seen some great things, but we won't go no further in the 11th chapter. So what got to happen in the 11th chapter, El? What can we read got to happen in the 11th chapter? We'll pick it up at verse number. Let's see what we want. We're going to 8 and pick it up at verse number. 31. Pick up verse 31, and we're going to check it down and find out, and, and probably goes on the international side to get suspicious. Daniel is seeing some things. What is he seeing? Daniel chapter 11, verse 31, and we'll check it down to verse 37. Come on. The book of Daniel chapter 11, verse number 31 to 37 reads. The book of Daniel, chapter 11, verse number 31. And arm shall set on his power. They shall pollute the temple of strength. They shall take away the daily sacrifice. They shall place the abomination that make it desolate. Verse 32. And such as do willingly against the covenant shall be corrupt by flatteries. But the people that do know their Yahweh shall be strong and do exploits. They that understand among the people shall instruct many. Yet they shall fall by the sword and by the flame, by captivity, by spoil, many days. Verse 34. Now when they fall, and now when they shall fall, they shall be hopeless with a little help. 
but many shall cleave to them with flatteries. Verse 35, and some of them of understanding shall fall to try to trap them, to purge, to make them white, even to the time of the end. It is just for them appointed. Verse 36, and the king shall do according to his will. He shall exalt himself and magnify himself above every Yahweh. He shall speak marvelous things against Yahweh, Yahweh of Yahweh. It shall prosper till the indignation be accomplished, for that that is determined shall be done. Verse 37. Then shall you regard the Yahweh of his father, nor the desire of women, nor regard any Yahweh, but he shall magnify himself above all. Mm-hmm. So you see, and, and um, read that again. This is um, a nugget to really look at. He said, when this guy over here gets in power, how, how is he going to act in verse 37 now? Book of Daniel 11, verse 37 reads, Then shall he regard the Yahweh of his fathers, nor the desire of women, nor regard any Yaquah, for he shall magnify himself above all. Yeah. So this, this, when, when this, they're talking about a guy coming that to be in his organization, you cannot um, have no desire of a woman if you're a man. If you're a woman, you can't have no desire of a man. So Daniel is saying, that's why Daniel fainted. They're going to dang it, seeing all of this right here. He said, look here. This, and and, and what, what else he said? This man going to do? He going to do what again in first 1131 L? See, his Bible, it tells the whole story. What he said he was going to do in um, 1131? The book of Daniel, chapter 11, verse number 31 reads, and I'm to stand on his part, and they shall pollute the temple of strength, shall take away the daily sacrifice, they shall place the abomination that make it desolate. Uh-huh. So you see, the proper teaching is they're going to uh, place the abomination that make it desolate. So now tomorrow... You will find out more about that tomorrow. So that's why we keep telling you that um, this big job ahead of us, but if you won't know the correct way of the Bible, you just have to pay attention tomorrow. And this right here, the world keeps, this is to come. And we're going to find out, according to Scripture, was the placement of the abomination that make it desert had it already happened. But guess what? You got to tune in for tomorrow, uh, Let's go to Second Ezra, there, Elder. We're going to Second Ezra chapter eleven, verse one through sixteen, and thirty-six through forty-six. The young line have me the twelfth chapter, one through eighteen, waiting on me. Of Second Ezra. So now tomorrow we will break down the abomination of desolation. Have it. Is it to come or have it already happened? Tune in tomorrow here. Yeah. We want to pick up on what the fear had to 
he pulled some verses. And we're going to the second of chapter 11, verse 1 through 16. It skipped out of 36 to 46. Elder Yada, come on. Book of Second Edges, chapter eleven, number one through sixteen, verse thirty-six through forty-six reads. The book of Second Edges, chapter eleven, verse number one. Then I saw I a dream, and behold, there came up from the sea an eagle, which had twelve feathers, wings, and three heads. Verse number two. Now suddenly behold. She spread her wings over all the earth, and all the winds of the air blew on her and were gathered together. Verse number three. And I beheld, and out of her feathers there grew other contrary feathers, and they became little feathers and small. Verse number four. For her heads were at rest, the head and the fist was greater than the other, yet rested it with the residue. Verse number five. Moreover, I beheld, and lo, the eagle flew with her feathers and rained upon earth and over them that dwelt therein. Verse number six. And I saw that all things under heaven were subject unto her, and no man spake against her. No, not one creature upon earth. Verse number seven. And I beheld, and lo, the eagle rose up. The eagle rose upon her talons. And spake to her feathers, saying, Verse number eight, Watch not all at once. Sleep everyone in his own place, and watch by your course. Verse number nine, But let the heads be preserved for the last. Verse ten, I beheld and lo, the voice went not out of her head, but from the midst of her body. Verse number eleven, And I numbered her contrary feathers. Behold, there were eight of them. Number 12. And I looked, and behold, on the right side there rose one feather and rained over all the earth. Verse 13. And so it was. And when it rained, thou end of it came, and the place thereof appeared no more. So the next following stood up and rained and had a great time. Verse number 14. And it happened. And when it rained, the end of it came also. Like as the first, so that it appeared no more. Verse number 15. Then came their voice unto it and said, Verse 16. Hear thou that hast borne rule over the earth so long, this I say unto thee, before thou beginnest to appear no more. Verse number 36. Then I heard a voice which said unto me, Look before thee and consider the thing that thou seest. Verse 37, and I beheld, and lo, as it were, a roaring lion chased out of the wood. And I saw that he set out of a out of man unto the eagle and said, Verse 38, Hear thou, I will talk with thee, and the highest shall say unto thee. Verse 39, uh, Not thou it, the remainders of the four beasts, whom I made to reign in my world, that the end of their time might come through them. Verse number 40. And the fourth came and overcame all the beasts that were passed, and had power over the world with great fearfulness, and over the whole campus of the earth with much wicked oppression, 
And so long time he dwelt he upon the earth. Verse 41. For the earth hast thou not judged with truth. Verse 42. For thou hast afflicted the meek. Thou hast hurt the peaceable. That love lieth and destroyeth the dwellings of them that brought forth truth. And that cast down the walls of such as this see no harm. Verse 43. And for thy wrongful dealings come up unto the Most High, and thy pride unto the mighty. Verse 44. The highest also have looked upon the proud time. Behold, they are ended, and his abominations are fulfilled. Verse 45. Therefore appear no more, thou eagle, nor thy horrible wings, nor thy wicked feathers, nor thy malicious head, nor thy hurtful claws, nor all thy vain body. Verse 46. That all the earth may be refreshed, and may return, being delivered from thy violence, that she may hope for the judgment and mercy of him that made her. So now you see... um. Now, Daniel is talking about these 12, and this is talking about the time of the season. See, now, in the morning night lesson, we'll touch on a little bit more of that. It's showing you exactly that this thing was called in Daniel days, and, as a matter of fact, come back and read that verse again in the 11th chapter, verse 31 there. Again, the elder, that eleven thirty-one again, because we out of the world is waiting on things to happen by saying some things that is not scripture wise, and we have to soundly break it down because it's our job to do so, and we will do it. Come back and read that 831 again one more time. That's Daniel 1131. Read that again. The book of Daniel chapter 11, verse 31 reads, And arms shall stand on his part, and they shall pollute the temple, sanctuary, shall take away the daily sacrifice, and they shall place the abomination that make it desolate. Uh-huh. So now... The world teaches that over there in the land of um, Israel today, that they waiting on that to happen. See, they waiting on that to happen in that land. But we might want to deal with that because we're going to deal with the 12 tomorrow and everything else on take 41, 42, and 43. But I want to bag up. We'll go forward. Daniel talked about that, placing that abomination of desolation and stopping the daily sacrifice. We think about putting tomorrow, but still got a little, little time left. So let's, let's see if we drop it in right now on tape 41 there, Elder. Go to Maccabees chapter 1, and we're going to pick it up around about verse number. 41 again. I think you stopped around about, you stopped around by, you read Maccabees 41, 141, and we stopped around by verse number, can you recall what verse we stopped at? 
I'll give you stop at verse 50. Yeah, right about verse 50. So pick it back up at verse 51. And we'll read, we'll read until we be clear about what Daniel was talking about. And then we'll bring that young line in to pick up on that 12th chapter. So now, let's pick it up at 1 Maccabees chapter 1. And you stopped off on verse 50, pick up verse 51. And we'll read down until we get our point plainly about tracing the abomination of desolation and stopping the daily sacrifice. Let's pick it around by verse number 51, and we'll read to get our point here to come out. The book of 1 Maccabees, chapter 1, verse number 51 reads, The same manner wrote he to his whole kingdom and appointed overseers over all the people, commanded the cities of Judah to sacrifice city by city. Verse 52. The many of the people were gathered unto them to whip everyone that forsook the law. And so they committed evil in the land. Verse 53. And drove the Israelites into secret places, even wheresoever they could flee for security. Verse 54, now the 15th day of the month, Sheslu, in the 145th year, they set up the abomination of desolation upon the altar, and built idols' altars throughout the city of Judah on every side. Hold on, El. Hold on right there. Now, wait a minute. Now, we read in the book of Daniel that the daily sacrifices is going to be stopped. And they're going to place the abomination of desolation. You know, modern day teaching, they got this thing going on on the right side of the book. That based upon it's going to happen over there in the land of Israel. And, and they're going to bring the Pope from Rome and all that. But according to what we're reading right now, this happened in the book of Maccabees. This happened in the book of Maccabees. And read verse 54 again. We'll read a little bit more after that. Look at, look at it saying verse 54. One more time now. Here we come on. The book of 1 Maccabees, chapter 1, verse 54 reads, Now the 15th day of the month Shazudu, in the 145th year, they set up the abomination of desolation. You see that? So that so that when they set up that and they gave a timeline on it right there. So you see, that's why Judah got to wake up and it started fixing on the camp to understand one thing. The abomination of desolation have already happened. And and but in that same fourth kingdom, it's the same fourth kingdom with the same policy as we see. They don't sit up in your brain, the abomination, desolation, and that's why you do no Sabbath day, feast day, no bump, no shoulder, and don't do anything. Because right now, in your head, if the abomination, desolation is in your head, even this day. Read a little bit more than 55, read a little bit more than Book of 1st Maccabees, chapter 1, verse 55 reads, And burn incense at the door of their houses, in the streets. Verse 56. 
where they had written in pieces the books of the law, which they found, they burnt them with fire. Verse 57. Verse 57. Whatsoever was found with any, the book of the covenant, or if any consented to the law, the king's commandment was that they should put them to death. Verse 58. Thus did they by their authority unto the Israelites every month, who as many as were found in the city. Verse 59. Now the five and twentieth day of the month, they did sacrifice upon the idol altar, which was upon the altar of Yahweh. Verse 60. At which time, according to the commandment, they put to death certain women that had called their children to be circumcised. Verse 61. They hanged the infants about their necks and riled their houses and rifled their houses and slew them that had circumcised them. Verse 62. Howbeit many in Israel were fully resolved and confirmed in themselves not to eat any unclean thing. Verse 63. Wherefore they chose rather to die, that they might not be defiled with meat, that they might not profane the righteous covenant. So then they died. Verse 67. 64. And there was very great wrath upon Israel. Ain't that so? So there goes the abomination of desolation. And now you now and now you got religious now. They eat hog, and you eat more hog than you shake a stick at right now. But you know your forefathers and mothers, they'd rather die than eat some hog. You know? So so them big companies called moving off would never been in business at the Israelites were here. Would have was able to continue, but they did. They burnt your book, and so now we read later on in the lesson to come when Ezra told the Almighty in that area, he said, "Hey, Yahweh, let me um write the books over because everything over here has been burnt up. It wasn't burnt up; it was in, in this section, see, in the section of uh, Southern Kingdom. But remember, Northern Kingdom was scattered, not Israel, and every nation upon the sun. But right here in this." Area was when Antioch the Pippin is taken over and accept the abomination of desolation, they removed all your records, and then Ezra came back and restored your records in the 14 chapters by having five men that was about speed writing taking care of business. So you see, all this information that got away from you because your preacher's telling you the law done away with it. Yeah, but, but did, he, did he ever tell you that the, the book of the law was burnt up and it was redone back over? See, a lot of talking got to be. And the abomination was set up. And they go to year in verse, and Paul um, tell you what year the abomination of desolation had already been set up already. And that big, big time beat, beat down, it happened right here. So you wait on something to happen. In a, in a dead land that the temple was nowhere around, no way, and you're going to be, but sooner or later, the world going to come running to the victim on the camp. We're going to lay it out plain and let you know where you're at at this time. Now we're going to the young line, because time is at an effort, and we're going to read 
in Second Ezra, chapter 12, 1 through 18. The elder have me 13 chapter of Revelation, 1 through 17, waiting on me. Now, young lion, look right down at Second Ezra 12, verse 1 through 18. Come on. All right, we're going to the book of Second Ezra. Chapter 12, verse 1, down to verse number 18. Verse 1 reads, And it came to pass, while the lion spake these words unto the eagle, I saw, verse 2, And behold, the head that remained, and the four wings appeared no more. And the two went unto it, and set themselves up to reign. And their kingdom was small and full of uproar. And I saw, and behold, they appeared no more, and the whole body of the eagle was burnt, so that the earth was in great fear. Then awake I out of the trouble and trance of my mind, and from great fear, and said unto my spirit, verse 4, Lo, this has you done unto me, and that you searchest out the ways of the highest Yahuwah. Verse 5, Lo, yet am I weary in my mind, and very weak in my spirit, and little strength is there in me, and the great fear wherewith I was affrighted this night. Verse 6, Therefore will I now beg the highest Yahuwah, that he might, I mean, that he will comfort me unto the end. Verse 7, And I said, Yahuwah, that bearest rule, if I have found grace before your sight, and if I am justified with you before many others, and if my prayer indeed be come up before your face, verse 8, comfort me then, and show me your servant, but show your servant the interpretation and plain difference of this fearful vision that you may perfectly comfort my soul. Verse 9, and you have judged me worthy to show me the last time. Verse 10, and he said unto me, this is the interpretation of the vision. Verse 10, the eels whom you swear come up from the sea is the kingdom which was seen in the visions of your brother Daniel. Hold that point, y'all. Hold that point. He says, uh, the eagle which you have saw it. He saw this. He said, this eagle that you have saw it. That's what he's talking about there, young lion. Come back and look at that 11. Real catch it. Come on. Verse number 11. The eagle whom you saw it come up from the sea is the kingdom which was seen in the vision of your brother Daniel. Verse 12. But it was not expounded unto him, therefore now I declare it unto you. Verse 13. Behold, the days will come that there shall rise up a kingdom upon earth, and it shall be feared above all the kingdoms that were before it. Verse 14. And the same and the same shall twelve kings ring, one after another. Verse 15. Whereof the second shall begin to reign and shall have more time than any of the twelve. Verse 16. 
And this do the twelve wings signify, which you saw it. Verse 17. And for the voice which has heard it speak, excuse me, verse 17. As for the voice which you heard speak, and that you swears not to go out from the head, but from the midst of the body thereof, this is the interpretation. Verse 18. That after the time of the kingdom, there shall arise great strife, striving, and it shall stand in peril of failing, of falling. Nevertheless, it shall not then fall, but shall be restored again to his beginning. Verse 19. And whereas you saw is the eight small under feathers sticking to his wings, this is the interpretation. Mm-hmm. Verse 20. Yeah, that's good. We're going to leave it right there. But like I said, again, these 12, he's talking about the early part of it was the 12 seasons. And we'll give you the names of them tomorrow, but time will get away. So we'll give you the name of the 12 seasons. That he's talking about right there, them 12 uh, kings with them 12 seasons, starting with Julius Caesar and ending with Dominic, D O M I T I A N. And we're going to trace them all back tomorrow and give you these 12 seasons. But we want to go a little further, whatever, and look at 13 chapter, 1 down to verse 17. It's real good. Time is at essence. We'll get on this tomorrow. Revelation chapter 13, 1 through 17. Here y'all are. Come on. Book of Revelation. Chapter 13. Book of Revelation 13. Verse number 1 through 17 reads. Revelation chapter 13. Verse number 1. I stood upon the sand of the sea. I saw a beast. Rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his head the name of blasphemy. Verse number two. And the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, his feet were as the feet of a bear, his mouth as the mouth of a lion, and the dragon gave him his power, his feet, and great authority. Verse number three. I saw one of his head as it were wounded to death. The deadly wound was healed. All the world wandered after the beast. Verse number four. They worshiped the dragon which gave power unto the beast. They worshiped the beast, Satan. Who was able to make, who was like unto the beast? Who was able to make war with him? Verse number five. There was given unto him a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies. And power was given unto him to continue forty and two months. Verse number six. And he opened his mouth and blasphemy against Yahweh to blaspheme his name, his tabernacle, and them that dwelled in heaven. Verse number seven. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindred, tongues, and nations. Verse number eight. Now the dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain 
from the foundation of the world. Verse number nine. If any man have an ear, let him hear. Verse 10. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. Verse number 11. Now beheld another beast coming up out of the earth. He had two horns like a lamb, and he spent as a dragon. Verse 12. He exercised all the power of the first beast before him. He causes the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast. whose deadly wound was healed. Verse 13. He doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of me. Verse 14. And he seals them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by a sword and did live. Verse 15, he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of beast should both speak, and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. Verse 16, he caused all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their forehead. Verse 17, that no man might bow himself, Say he that has the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. Verse number 18. Here's wisdom. Let him that have understanding count the number of the beast, which is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred, three score, and six. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So now, and remember this beast plucked up. Three from the root. Now I'll run to the 17th chapter, Elder. We'll get a little bit that. Pick up verse 11, down to verse 17. We'll get a closing statement, and we'll get that just a little bit later. Now go to the 17th chapter, and pick it around at verse number 11. Let's see if we get it real close to really kind of tight it up tomorrow. 17 verse 11. We'll read down. We'll read you to get our point, and we'll get a closing statement, Elder. And uh, you do it tall and grand style, no doubt about it. Let's go to 17 and 11 is read what did come up. Book of Revelation, chapter 17, verse number 11 reads, And the beast that was and is and is, and the beast that was and is not, even he and is of the seven, and goeth into prediction. Verse number 12, And the, and the ten horns which thou sawest, are ten kings, which have received no power as yet, or received power as kings one hour with the beast. Verse 13, these have one mind, shall give their power and strength unto the beast. Verse 14, he shall make war with the lamb, and the lamb shall overcome them. For he is Yaquab, Yaquab, king of kings, and they that are with, with him are called, chosen, and faithful. Verse 15, he said unto me, The waters which thou sawest, where the horse sit, are people, multitudes, nations, and tongues. Verse 16. And the ten horns which thou sawest upon the beast, he shall hate the whore, and shall make her desolate, and naked shall eat her flesh, and burn her with fire. Verse 17. For Yahweh put it in their minds to fulfill his will, to agree, and to give their kingdom unto the beast, to the words of Yahweh 
shall be fulfilled. Verse 18. Right there, right there, right there. So all this is set up from Yahweh. So it is a nation that been set up to be up under this beastly system and also break a loose on this beastly system and burn up tail with that. So Yahweh is the greatest chess player of them all. And you don't know exactly how it's going to unfold from the pages of the book. So, Elder, you're still tall, Elder, in grand style. So, we'll get it again. So, whatever the close thing behind that, we'll take it from there. One line is to tell you one thing. Six and nine counts, we know exactly how this thing going to have begin and how it's going to end and what size to look for. So, keep that in your mind. Elder, Yada Israel. Close the statement. Excellent, get part. Come on. Hallelujah, 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 Love the way it rolled out there. See Israel, a seed royal. To the four quarters of the globe, to the twelve tribes scattered to the four quarters of the globe. Yaquah be with you, and Yaquah bless you. Bless you. Hallelujah, Yaquah. Hallelujah, it's all about the joy of tribes understanding this thing that Judah leads. So we find out one thing. Yahweh is going to turn this kingdom, this beast that came out of the eight. I mean, came out of seven and became the eight. And we're going to find out a little bit more about that even more tomorrow. But that same beast that came out of seven and became the eight, uh, young line, let's go through the sixth chapter and read a little end time prophecy pertaining to that. Let's read a little bit of that, of that prophecy in six verse eight. John's going to talk a little bit more and to make it plain on who this fourth kingdom and where they located it by going to 6 verse 8 and verse 9 and then time prophecy. 6, 8 and 9, young line, Micaiah, come on. Going to the book of Revelation, chapter 6, verse 8 and verse number 9. Book of Revelation, chapter 6, verse 8, and it reads, And I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and his name that sat on him was death, and hell followed with him, and power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth to kill with the sword and with hunger. With verse number nine, and when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of Yahweh and for the covenant which they held. Excellent. Now back and read verse 8 again, Ariel. I mean, young line. Read verse 8 again. Back up one verse. Galatians chapter 6, verse number 8, and it reads, And I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and his name that sat on him was death, and hell followed with him, and power was given unto them over the fourth part of the earth, to kill with the sword, 
and with hunger. He said, wherever this um, pale horse went, he caused death, and, and what he leave behind is a hell of a position. He said, what he do? He said, wherever mm-hmm. he leaves, he's pale, and he's deaf, and wherever he go to, when he leaves, it ain't nothing but hell. And he's pale. And back up to Isaiah 29, 22. Let's see if we pull that in a little closer. Isaiah 29, 22. What is that, young line? Going over there to the book of Isaiah, chapter 29, verse 22. Going to the book of Isaiah, chapter 29. We want to read verse number 22. The book of Isaiah, chapter 29, verse 22 reads, Therefore thus says the Yahweh, who redeemed Abraham concerning the family of Israel, Israel should not now be ashamed, neither shall his face now wax pale. Uh-huh. So whoever gets pale that causes death all over the world, and where he, he, when he leaves, is number chaos in hell, we know he's not an Israelite. So we we clear he's not an Israelite because we just read. Israel would never have a paleness to themselves. But so Genesis twenty five twenty five. Let's find out what kind of pale this is. That we can understand it and then we'll go and lick him up real good in Rebecca chapter 2, 3 down to verse 12. We'll find out on tape 41. 25, 25. What color is this pale that's going to do all this death? And everywhere he leaves, it's going to be hell, a condition left behind him. Who are we talking about? Genesis 25, 25. Come on. Go to the book of Genesis, chapter 25, verse number 25. The book of Genesis, chapter 25, verse 25 reads, And the first came out red all over, like a hairy garment, and they called his name Esau. Excellent. So the one they're talking about in the end time prophecy that's going to be ruling the four parts of the world is the descendants of Esau. That's the pale red that wherever he goes, he brings death. And when he leaves, it will be nothing but hell of a condition after he leaves. Now, Becca talks about that plainly there, young line. In the book of Becca, chapter 2, verse 3 down to verse 12, and then we'll pick, a, pick, pick back on, up on this again tomorrow. But we want to also let you know that the three that were cooked up by the root that were talked about in Daniel and Revelation was by this death and hell following him. It was a war, when you do your history, called the French and Indian War of 1754. And it lasted mm-hmm. about 17 
sixty three. So Fran was plucked up by this that that came out of the seven became the eight. And when he got through with them, he said, I'm gonna go there and whoop Spain and Portugal. I'm gonna whoop them in the Spain and America Battle of War in eighteen ninety eight. We're going to whoop them. Then we're going to whoop um, Great Britain. We came out of Great Britain, and we're going to establish our thing. Now, back to which we whooped Great Britain second. We whooped Spain last. But in Great Britain, that they came out of in 1776, they had a war all the way around by the 1812. They got their independence. They ran Britain out of a place called the United States today. Then in 1898, they jumped Spain. So there were three that were plucked up by this beast called Esau and his five sons, whooping his own people, and they taken over in grand style and became known as the United States of America in 1776. That's the war they had with Great Britain last about 1812. All right, so number three, Spain, France, Britain. Number three, you got plucked up. Got it? Good. So they took over them, and then go the years, and we go into the Louisiana, Louisiana Purchase and everything. But they can't cover it all in one night. Get to know them all. Let's go to back of chapter two. Verse 3 and 12, and the close of that young lion. And uh, you stood tall, too, no doubt about it. Rebecca, chapter 2, verse 3 and 12, and the close of that young lion. Be back on again tomorrow. Right, we're going over to the book of Habakkuk, chapter 2, verse 3, down to verse number 12. Verse 3 reads For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end, it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Verse 4. Behold, this soul which is lifted up is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. Verse 5. Yet also because he transgresses by wine, he is a proud man, neither keep at home who enlarges his desires as hell and is as death and cannot be satisfied, but gathered unto him all nations and heapeth unto him all people. Verse 6. Did not all these take up a parable against him and a touching proverb against him and say, Woe to him that increases that which is not, that which is not his, how long? And to him that led himself with thick clay. Verse 7. Shall they not rise up suddenly that shall bite you, and awake that shall vex you, and you shall be for booties unto them? Verse 8. Because you have spoiled many nations, all the remnant of the people shall spoil you, because of man's blood and for the violence of the land, of the city, and of all that dwell therein. Verse 9, woe to him that covets an evil covetousness to his 
house, his family, that he may set his nets on high, that he may be delivered from the power of evil. Verse 10, you have consulted shame to, the, to your family by cutting off many people and has sinned against your soul. Verse 11, for the stone shall cry out of the wall and the beam out of the timber shall answer it. 12, woe to him that buildeth a town with blood and established a city by sin. Verse 13, the closing statement. Verse 13, behold, it is not the wise Jehovah's Yahweh host that the people shall labor in the very fire, and the people shall rear themselves for very vanity. Excellent. So we find out the end of the, of the seven that came out of eight. When they end, Yahweh going to burn them in the fire. So there go you up, up, up in the way. Now they're going to be in the fire. At the end of it. Take care of all that tomorrow. Young line, total statement, that's on your part there. Nice cleanup. You on the clock. Come on. All right. Uh, thank you, Yaqua, for another blessed day to read his word. Thank you, Yaqua, for the uh, opportunity in life to meet the spirits, rare seed, Roy. Thank you, Yaqua, to be able to teach my family the word of Yaqua. And I also want to thank Yaqua for the elders, the mothers, the teachers. Brothers and sisters in all the six anointed camps, and thanking Yahweh for bringing the twelve tribes of Israel uh, back to Him under one name and one accord, under the leadership of Tribe Yadda Jewish. I want to read the Book of Psalms, chapter thirty, picking up at verse number nine. What profit is there in my blood when I go down to the pit? Did the dust praise you? Should it declare your truth? Verse ten. Hear, O Yahweh, and have mercy upon me. Yahweh, be you my help. Verse 11, you have turned for me my morning into dancing. You have put off my sackcloth and girded me with gladness. Verse 12, to the end, glory may sing praises to you and not be silent. Oh, Yahweh, my Yahweh, I will give thanks unto you forever. Hallelujah, 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 Hallelujah.
And it's preacher tell you the law is done away with. Actually, what law? Thou shalt not kill? Has that been done away with, Mr. Preacher? Or is it the animal sacrificial law that he removed? That's the law. But the law of keeping the Sabbath day still in place. The law of bumping shoulders on the Sabbath day, sundown Friday, sundown Saturday, still in place. The feast days of Leviticus 23, still in place. Okay? Come out of the congregation of the dead, 21:16 of Proverbs, and learn from the voices of the true Israelites. Call for details. 224-600-5579. Where are you located at? Get in where you fit in at. Remember, in St. John 7, 6, he said, I know my time, but your time is always. Don't let the man catch you doing Christianity, Islam, and Judaism. Get in where you fit in at on the 12 tribes of Israel, led by Judah. You're hearing Judah speak to you now. Get in where you've been in there. Yahweh beat you all from the elders, the most, the brothers, teachers, the young lion. They got to carry this thing on. Take care. We'll get you tomorrow at 6 o'clock. Shalom.